Welcome to the Roadman Cycling Podcast. My name is Anthony Walsh. Six days a week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you on your journey towards health, happiness, and longevity. Now let's get into the show. Today's show sponsor is AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. Now, we all know I've been drinking AG1 as part of my morning routine for months now, and it makes me feel like I'm giving my body something good first thing in the morning to get the day started on the right foot, an early win. For me, the fact that it supports my immune system has been a game changer. Every week, I'm pushing my body to its limits, and to be honest, getting sick used to be a big part of my season that I just accepted. So frustrating to put so much effort in, reach a target event, and then get sick. But AG1 has helped me build a really healthy foundation. Even if you're not racing, training and competing like me, but you want better gut health, a boost in energy, immune system support, increased mental clarity and focus, and to give your body the nutrition that it so badly craves, you need to be getting on board with AG1 and its 75 high quality ingredients. It's a small, easy habit that delivers massive benefits and helps just about everybody take great care of their health. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash roadman. That's drinkag1.com forward slash roadman and check out this amazing offer. Details are all in today's show notes. Well, hello, all you beautiful cyclists. Today, I want to talk about something that happened to me a couple of weeks ago when I was out training on my own. And anyone that follows me knows that I train on my own. I like to train on my own. I love the group rides, but I do like to train on my own because you can go do your own thing. If you've got a session to do, you're not under anybody else's timetable. And I kind of like to go out and get lost in my own thoughts. But something creepy happened to me it really really did give me the creeps and the ick feeling from that encounter has stayed with me for the last couple of weeks so I'll tell you what happened I was headed towards home but I was on these kind of fairly remote back roads and lanes and I could feel a presence behind me so you know that feeling you can tell you can almost just sense it that someone is on your wheel it's like kind of spidey sense and when I turned around there was a guy and he was sitting on my wheel now this person didn't even ask if he could sit on he didn't announce that he was there or anything and even when I turned around and saw him he didn't even say oh do you mind if I draft for a while I'm you know I'm struggling to get home I'm about to bonk he didn't say anything he said nothing so now I'm feeling a bit weirded out and as I said my spidey sense it started at, at tingling, but now it's kind of going off the charts and I could really feel his eyes just burning into the back of me and I could practically smell him. He was so close to me. My heart rate was sky high. It was about 20 beats higher than it should have been. And my mind was racing. I just had this really, really bad gut feeling. So a few minutes later, I looked around and he's still there. So I I make a decision, okay, I'm going to speed up. I'm going to put in a bit of an effort. So I did that for about six or seven minutes thinking that I'd shake him. But no, he was still there. And at this point, I turned around again and I glared at him. I gave him the filthiest look I could. And there was so there was no way that he thought that he was welcome on my wheel. I'm thinking in my head, 
Is it safe to tell this valid to F off? Is that a safe thing to do? Is confrontation okay here? And my gut, again, my gut was telling me not to. It was just kind of saying, just keep your head straight. Don't say anything to him. So I slowed right down. I actually took the pace off almost completely, thinking that he would pass me if I was going at a snail's pace. But no, that didn't work either. He stayed absolutely welded to my wheel. And again, my heart rate was up another 20 beats from there. So again, I turned around and I shot him a really dirty, filthy look, but he just stayed. He absolutely refused to budge. The next thing that I could think to do was suddenly stop, kind of abruptly stop so he wouldn't have time and pull into the side of the road and, you know, have something to eat and have something to drink and pull out my phone. And lo and behold, this guy, he pulled in front of me about 400 metres ahead of me. He pulled in. I could see him standing there and my heart was in my mouth. So I paused for a minute and then I just jumped on my bike. I caught up with where he was standing and I kind of sprinted by him and just hoped that I had dropped him. And I just pedaled like my life depended on it. And it was clear for a good while I reached the nearest town, Malhide. And when I look back, I could see him kind of catching up behind me. But I was in the town by then, so I felt completely safe. I took a little bit of a, a funny detour home and that was that. But it definitely put the willies up me. And you know what? That experience... It has somehow made me feel embarrassed, like I did something wrong. And I've started to really second guess myself about the situation. Like, was he really being creepy or was my mind playing tricks on me? Was I imagining this? Why in God's name was I out there all on my own training? It was my fault. Should I start carrying pepper spray or something similar? So I'm there blaming myself for this man's absolutely revolting behavior. And we shouldn't be made feel that we shouldn't train on our own out there. It's okay to train alone. As I said, I love going out on my own, just training to my own plan, training to my own agenda. And I'm not going to stop that. But we do need to be aware that training alone does come with some risks. And a survey from 2017 from Runner's World reported that 43% of women experienced some type of harassment while running compared to 4% of men. And in another Runner's World survey two years later, 67% of women stated that they were sometimes afraid to run due to the fear of being attacked. Now, I couldn't find any similar studies in cycling, but I can't think that the two numbers would be very different. And unfortunately, we had a very tragic case about a year ago where a girl was out running, just jogging down the canal and she was murdered. Yes, it happens. And I completely understand that the majority of men are wonderful and kind. You know, not all men. There are sinister people out there. And I bet if you asked any female in your life, she'll have a story about a time when she was made to feel violated or just uncomfortable by a guy like Not that long ago in the park when I was out walking the dogs, I had bent down to pick up some dog poo. And when I stood up, there was a guy flashing me. I mean, you probably think that these incidents are rare, but I can tell you right now they're very common. My own mom tells a story of when she was working alone in the family business. A male customer followed her into the office. She was on her own and he was trying to grab her. Now, my mom, he pulled the wrong side by the ear that day. She struck out and she boxed him and she got him square on the jaw and he fell backwards 
was out the door and then of course he legged it and you know we laugh we we kind of laugh about that story but geez when you think about it it's so so scary and these incidents are so common so what can we do as solo riders to protect ourselves and what can men do to a help vulnerable riders not just women and b have awareness around practices that are based in good judgment so that would be you know, very simply not stalking a lone female on a run or a walk or a cycle. Okay, here's a couple of tips, first of all, to keep yourself a little bit safer when you're training on your own. And I know you might think that some of this is overkill, but trust me, doing some of these things will just even give you some peace of mind and the people that care about you, it will give them some peace of mind that you're actually following through on some of these tips. First of all, are your headphones Training with these traditional earbuds, it can be really unsafe when you're alone. You know, headphones are designed basically to deliver sound that blocks out other noises from your surroundings. And of course, it's dangerous because you can't hear somebody coming up behind you or a car honking at you to alert you that something is happening or you're in danger. So I would recommend that you should get headphones that are designed to allow for situational awareness. So we've seen the aftershocks and there's loads of similar brands that aren't as expensive as aftershocks they kind of sit on top of your ear so it doesn't isolate your ear so you can listen to music your podcasts your audiobooks and you can still hear traffic and other noises in your environment so I would highly recommend them the next thing to do is to make sure that someone has your location it's a really really simple tip there's loads of apps the gps find my friends application put that on your iphone on your apple watch and there's the life 360 app for android if you have an android phone there's loads of location apps that are available so please download one of those the next thing and i am a devil i very rarely do this i'm a creature of habit but the next thing we should all be doing is vary your daily routine and i I was looking up some scary statistics on a website a global organization called stalkingawareness.org and nearly one in three women and one in six men will experience stalking at some point. Now I know this is on the very severe end of it but it can happen. So training at the same time in the same location and in the same loop every day can be really dangerous if someone is following you. So change up your route every once in a while. Also Be careful what you share on social media. You should not be sharing your daily training on social media for the same reason you should vary your route. This was one of the big reasons that I was very reluctant to put my rides up on Strava because anyone can view your location, your route data. It's all there on social media and I do, I share mine. Mine is open. So that is something that I really need to consider in the future. But if you still want to use the apps like Strava, you can change your privacies to only people follow you and also they do have a great feature where basically it will hide your starting and your ending point so it won't show there out in the world where you live. The next thing is to follow your intuition, follow that gut. If you feel like someone is following you or something feels very suspicious, trust your instinct. You don't have to be overly friendly to any stranger that approaches you. Again, I need to take my own advice here because I can be quite naive when it comes to situations like this and very friendly and I tend to kind of think the best in people. You're not required to stop for anyone who happens to be waving you down. If your spidey sense is tingling, don't stop if somebody is has a puncture or anything like that. If you're uncomfortable at all, go with your own gut instinct. And if you do find yourself in an uncomfortable scenario, 
take a mental note of who, what, when, where, you know, try and remember what the person looked like and a description of a car if there was a vehicle involved. The next thing that you can do is to carry pepper spray. Now, pepper spray is a really brilliant and affordable self-defense tool. When you're training alone, you can just pop it in your back pocket. You can literally get a really tiny canister of it. It's like the size of a CO2 canister. Very, very discreet. Now, unfortunately, pepper spray is illegal to purchase or to use in Ireland, but I think it's pretty much available and allowed in every other part of the world. The next option is to get some cameras on your bike. Having a front camera and a rear camera, that could be a deterrent for any weirdos, especially if they're visible. And of course, you can also use them as a tool for reporting any incidents. Okay, so if it happens, what do you do if you're verbally or physically harassed? Now, when someone says something to you or looks at you in that kind of funny way that makes you feel uncomfortable, it's very hard to just walk away. You've got your fight or flight. And sometimes maybe you kind of think, okay, I'm going to stand my ground here. But even though you may feel the need to react, to respond defensively or to confront the person, Doing that can make matters worse and no one should have to take harassment. Responding in the moment, though, can escalate the situation. So your best move really is to keep moving and try to remove yourself as quickly as possible. Now, I know when I told people about that guy flashing me in the park, a lot of people laughed. Okay, that's not a great reaction. And a lot of people said, well, why didn't you just take your phone out and take a picture of him? But at that moment, I mean, I just wanted to get out of there as soon as possible. I didn't want to agitate that person even further by sticking my phone in his face and other spots so my advice is just to keep moving if you're being followed by a person on a bike or if you're being followed by a car keep cycling until you find somewhere with people that you feel safe stopping if you are in a very remote area and there's a house go to the house I know you might feel like a bit of an idiot knocking on a complete stranger's door and being like hi do you mind if I'm you know we call the police or do you mind if I just stand here for a little while I'm not feeling quite safe but it's better than the alternative if something dangerous actually happens to you the other thing is never go to your home when someone is trailing you if you're worried that someone is following you if you feel that they're still there don't go to your home if the person following you is up to something you should never send them directly to your home or your place of work go to a public place and approach somebody for help and always always report the incident please even if nothing bad ends up happening you should always report these suspicious behaviors to the police the guards any of your local authorities because we can create files and build a profile if someone else reports similar behavior Don't be shy about admitting that you felt unsafe. You should never feel threatened while riding your bike. And it's by drawing attention to incidents that do happen collectively that we can garner support and we can kind of reclaim the space that we should feel safe in. We should be able to reclaim that space together. So what can other riders, particularly men, do to support women and vulnerable cyclists? Well, firstly, if a female rider tells you that something has frightened her or scared her, Something has made her feel on edge. Something scary has happened to her. 
don't be an asshole and tell her that she was overreacting and it was probably nothing and she should forget about it. Don't lecture her on how she shouldn't be training on her own and do not make her feel guilty or hysterical. Do not be that guy. Have a chat with her about reporting the incident. Encourage her to do so even if she thinks it's completely pointless. If you're out on the bike and you come across a solo rider, personally, I would prefer if you didn't linger around my wheel. Either stay back or pass me. And as you pass, give a wave, have a smile, a quick, great ride, great weather, something like that, and move on. If you're bonking and you need to sit on someone's wheel, perhaps just roll up beside them first and ask, you know, is it okay if I sit on your wheel for a few minutes? Do not just latch on and silently be kind of lurky be lurking on their wheel. It's awful. Please just use your good judgment and understand as women, we feel vulnerable to men. Even though you have good intentions and you are absolutely no risk to us, we always, always need to be cautious. So if a woman tells you, no, no, I'm sorry, don't ride on my wheel. I'm not comfortable with that or, you know, something along those lines. Please understand that it's not her being mean or cruel, but it's self-preservation. Respect her wishes and don't argue or mutter under your breath or anything like that. And finally, if you see a woman training and you think she's gorgeous and you want to roll up beside her and use all your best chat up lines on her, don't, just don't. I'm sorry, but when a woman is out training on their own, they don't welcome the advances of men. And that even applies to Brad Pitt. Okay, that's it from me today, folks. I would so appreciate if you would share this podcast into your cycling groups and with your female cycling colleagues and friends, because this message is very, very, very important. Okay, I will be back again next week for newbie questions with Anthony. And if you want to reach out to me about anything I've covered today or anything at all, or if you want anything answered in newbie questions, the best place to get me is Twitter. And my handle is Sarah Ann Egan. Okay, have a great weekend, you gorgeous cyclists.